and welcome to another episode of Tomorrow Will Be Great. I am Elise. And I'm Julia. And we have been gone for a while. A very long <laughs> while. Um, As of February, January? Wait, when? Uh, we put out the Eva podcast in April. I think we recorded it. Sometime. Okay, so not a year. Almost a year. Six Almost months. a year. <laughs> Over six months. We've just been very busy, just, you know, doing shop stuff and... Uh, We've had a lot of fun situations at work. Like if you follow us on Instagram, well, if you follow the shop on Instagram, you may have seen that we had a lovely leak in our back storage area, which miraculously did not ruin any merchandise, which was amazing. But it ruined some other things like (laughs) the floor. The floor. It did ruin the floor, which is not great. But uh, that was one thing that happened. I don't know, just getting a lot of stuff, doing a lot of orders, doing a lot of photo shoots. I don't know if it was anything exciting that kept us busy. (laughs) No, I think that we have strangely grown a bit the past year, especially online. I think a lot of people have also started to come back in the store once we opened. Again, I'm trying to... My my sense of time has also become very skewed. I'm like, wait, so how long have we been open and entire? I think only since April when vaccinations were really more prevalent among the population and everything was opening back up. And yeah, and the weather was getting nice. And so we had... We just got busy with in-store sales and online sales. And as per usual, all ordering seems to have to happen in a one-week period. So we've just we've just been trucking along, trying to do what we do. And unfortunately, this kind of fell by the wayside. Also, I think there may have been a little bit of a creative block. A little, yeah. little bit of a what to talk about. Also, I think when we started, we didn't realize the extent to which editing was a really big part of this. I think oh, yeah. since we were both photo people more, we were like, oh, editing photos. I mean, that takes a while, but this takes a while in a very different kind yeah. of way where you think, oh, I can do it while I'm doing something mm-hmm. else. And you can't, you have no. to look at the audio recording. Yeah. I don't know what you call these. I'm, I'm not a, an audio an person. Audio. I don't know what to call them. But if you don't know this, there's little segments peaks and of valleys. peaks and valleys and you have to click right and remove parts of it we yeah. do try to remove a lot of likes and ums <laughs> which we are more aware that we do now yeah spoiler alert we say um and like a lot so this in short though this is not really a part of our business that is a profitable part of the mm-hmm. business it became a lot of time it took a lot of time yeah. to do it to get it to the point and our ours still doesn't even sound like a professional, professional. podcast we don't have opening music or all the bells and whistles i know we're supposed to be allegedly we'll be getting on the opening music (laughs) allegedly we that's our excuse that is our excuses also we were trying to do other things like the blog is sort of revived we started a sub stack we also kind of have a youtube channel we're just trying a bit of everything which we haven't quite told people yet that's there but it's a work in progress you can see some little ditty videos that we've done i think we've been spending a lot of time too trying to think about how we want to get off of instagram as our Mm -hmm. main way of reaching our customers we've also found that our mailing list is this amazing powerful tool that i had made fun of for years like who uses a mailing list who needs a mailing list but oh it's actually been really effective yeah, when we started really looking at it, we realized that most of our customers who actually follow through with purchases come off of our mailing list and not our Instagram, which I feel like you hear people say, people, when they talk about starting small businesses, they're like, you really have to invest in your mailing list because those are the more dedicated people. And I also, spoiler, I signed up for a lot of other shops mailing lists just to see what kind of stuff they were doing. 
And ours is very different than theirs. Ours is like borderline minor blog posts, which <laughs> I know we. I, I it's just know. interesting because Elise is like, I'm gonna sign up for like thirty or twenty I different people. So you were already on a lot of mailing lists, but yeah. I think she did like a a study a almost of like how often are people sending them. They're sending them much more often than we realize, but we still yeah. don't want to do it as overkill by no. sending too many. We but, also uh, cemented the fact that we don't care for gifs, gifs, gifs. Gifts or gifs, whatever you want to call them, in mailing lists. That is something that <laughs> I was wondering what you were oh, going to yeah. say. <laughs> that is something that I do not care for, and I mean, I never really thought about doing them in a mailing list. But it's just it's interesting because I guess we will preach like everyone else: start your mailing list. Yeah, no. If you are thinking about starting a mailing list, do your mailing list. Get people to sign up. People will unsubscribe, and you'll get sad. Yeah, you're like, oh no, but ten like, people unsubscribe from this. At the same list. time, I kind of get it because I'm always unsubscribing. But at the same time, we also get subscribed to a lot of things that we don't sign up for. Yeah, so many things. Yeah, I spend a lot of time unsubscribing from mailing lists yeah. that we didn't put ourselves on. We also never automatically sign anyone up for our mailing list who places an order. Yeah, people do get very concerned about that. They say, please don't send me emails. And I'm like, well, we'll send you emails about your order, but we're not going to send you. I think that might be a feature of Shopify that you can have kind of a more automated thing because there's a part in the like customer profile to say like accepts marketing emails, but we don't use that. We use MailChimp, which is a really great tool because if you have a mailing list under 2,000 user it's or 2,000 subscribers, it's free. And uh, we recently upgraded because we were secretly running two mailing lists. It was a, it was a big mess, <laughs> but um, it's fine. <laughs> Don't do what we did. Just just pay to upgrade. There are a few things in life that Elise has been like, we need to do this. One has been get a bigger trash can oh, yes. goals. And one is please, for the love of God, pay for a mailing list and yeah. don't make me run two Because as a workaround, I mean, don't tell MailChimp, but as a workaround, we just had two different mailing lists set up with two different company email accounts. And so I would do the mailing list on one account, and then I have to duplicate it identically on a second account, which if you really don't want to pay for MailChimp and or another mailing service and you have multiple company emails, that's a, I, would, I wouldn't say that's a good way of doing it, but it is a way. It's of a doing way it. of doing it. It is a workaround. Things that have happened around the shop is we got a new mailing list. We got a nice big trash can in the back. We yep. got new curtains in the back of the store because their curtains got flooded. Yeah. I also can't remember if we talked about what, when we talked about what, but during COVID, we've all done some upgrading in the shop. Like we put legs on a table oh, that yeah. was previously a lot shorter. We installed lighting. I think we might've already we talked mentioned about the lighting. that, but what else did it we do? It just became a weirdly good time for improvements when there weren't a lot of people in the store. We've done a lot of, just a lot of stuff, a lot of puttering about the store, setting things up. We've also tried to branch into more this is my very smooth transition. We try to branch more into uh, to different categories and as in like home goods and we may or may not be picking up some jewelry designers, which is pretty exciting. You will see in a couple of months because we're talking about this during the holiday season. It's the second day of December. And so normally for us, December, I think we've talked about this before, December is not generally a good month because we've never really had much gifty type items. But this year is just... it. I, Julie and I were just I talking. Don't, yeah. Is it conscious or unconscious? Or not unconscious. For, wait, for buying home For goods. buying more, but more gift. I think we've been trying over time to find like unique, tiny, kind of weird mm-hmm. and quirky, but adorable home yeah. goods to have in shop. And we've always had, we've had the cutting boards on and off for a while. Yeah. We've had some ceramics on and off, cards, no cards. Yeah. We have vases. We so, have combs. 
And more soap. We have a lot of soap. Oh, we have so much soap. We got really into this sheep milk soap, which They're comes in bar cute. or sheep shape. Sheep shape Say soap. Say that 10 times as we joke sheep about shape it. Sheep shape soap. <laughs> sheep shape soap. Very hard. And I, I didn't really think about it because I thought this, this has been a goal of mine for a really long time. And then as the end of November hit, we started to see a lot of people buying a lot of different of these little things like the soaps and the barrettes. I mean, we've also carried the barrettes the longest of anyone ever. But it's just interesting because it wasn't a conscious push to get holiday goods. But now we've become sort of a holiday shop. Kind of. We have kind a little of, section. Well, we have like people being like, I need to get this for my wife or my partner. Yeah. And it's kind of exciting. Yeah. Both Julie and I in previous lives worked at more gift-based shops before this shop. And December was always wild. At least where I was. It was so busy. It there was so busy. And I people... keep... Yeah. Because it... I mean, clothing isn't technically a really good gift item to give someone because it's hyper-specific. And it's just, it's really cool to see what people are buying. Like, we've picked up a couple of these really cool, two, we have two brands right now that carry that have these really beautiful little neckerchief scarves. I am currently wearing one of mine from a cool brand called A Seed on Cloud. Which is probably our favorite brand discovery during COVID, I would say. Yeah, that was really cool. We were sitting in the, I feel like we talked about this, didn't we? We were sitting in the park and we found them on the Instagram yeah. It's really cool. Their stuff is really fun and whimsical. And then we just, like, just this past week, got another designer called Letty Briggs who makes these beautiful, big silk scarves that she illustrates the patterns on. And those have been super successful. And it's very exciting because both those brands are really cool and we love having them. And also, they make really great little display pieces in the store. Yeah. I think that also, like, segues a little bit into the second part of what we want to talk to we want to do an update and then we kind of want to pick a slight little topic to talk about and one of them was becoming more discerning with our buying for the store and making it predictable but that's also unpredictable like we had no idea that people would be so into neckerchiefs we yeah. had no idea like we've never really had them up until i don't know six six months ago yeah we got them started and in people the were spring. super into them yeah it's very exciting when you try something new and people respond well to it because we've had we have some brands that we julia and i really love but people and again i think we talked about this that people aren't they're a bit slower to pick up on it so for things like the soap where we ordered all the soap and it ships from austria so it's like a big production it's expensive to ship it it's heavy to ship it it takes a long time to get here but then we had such a good response to it so that we've done multiple reorders and we're expanding our line of scents that we carry from them and it's just very exciting when this idea when this idea that you had then this thing that you hoped would work gets essentially approved by the customer base and we think that that might be happening more and more as we've really not just with soap that was kind of like we didn't know what would happen yeah but we've been doing really intensive evaluations of what our customers really want and I'll give you an example of something that I and and I guess it makes sense people don't really want white pants yes for the most part we've found yeah. like across the board from different brands it doesn't matter the brand people no. don't really want white pants they will vastly, they think they want white they pants. think they want white pants and then they try them on and they're like no it requires a lot of forethought to wear white pants because you're like am pants. I gonna stain it and they're is always my partially see-through. Is it yeah. see-through? Can you see the pockets through the pants, which then make it look weird and like your pants are really see-through? 
And so things and yeah. skirts too. And like skirts. I, I think we're actually just we gonna sell stop skirts. buying skirts because no one is buying them. And so instead of us trying to, I, mean, I just thought of like Gretchen, stop trying to make yeah. that happen. Yeah, <laughs> Julia, stop trying to make skirts, skirts happen. Yeah. They're not gonna happen. I, maybe they'll happen at some point for someone, but it might not be us. So kind of coming to terms with the things that just, are not happening. Striped shirts. That's right. Shirts. Or just stripe anything. Stripe anything. Like Elise and I are both stripe unless it's a like Breton shirt or yes, a turtleneck. Yes, yes, then yes. it's okay. But it seems like striped dresses, striped button blouses, ups. button ups are just not where it's at for us, despite our infinite love. And probably yeah. a lot of you are like, wait, what? Like you are the stripe people. Yeah. Like you love stripes. But we really have to rein it in. And we we are still wearing stripes. No one, no one worry. But it's more like looking at them in a very critical manner, being like, does this stripe make my eyeball hurt? Because some stripes, if you are aware, if they're too small or too similar color, blah, 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 they kind of vibrate in your vision and it's a little nauseating. Maybe we love the stripe in theory, but in execution, it, it would be quite hard to wear a dress made of this stripe all day because <laughs> every time you looked at yourself, it would be like yeah. in your eyes. And so it's just being, I think, yeah, more critical of everything, not just being like, oh my God, I love a striped shirt dress because I love a striped shirt dress, but in in execution, it needs to be a very specific kind of stripe and a very specific kind of shirt dress to have ease of wear, which is something that we're also thinking a lot about. And we've also noticed that a lot of our people are more into separates now versus yeah, just a dress. Because we, for a long time, we're like, oh, we can buy a dress. It'll do well if it's in this price point. Mm-hmm. But now, yeah, we definitely notice a trend for the separate selling better, specifically just shirts, different shirts. kinds of shirts, not necessarily even button-ups, just like any shirt. any shirt in particular. Pants are kind of happening, but it's like super particular. Like we'll <laughs> give an example of like the the MVP pant is the Album di Famiglia wide leg, velvet, wide, and short. wide and short trouser in a darker color. Yes. Everyone wants it and then we sell them and then they're like more. And so we'll, we'll keep that in mind. But again, we're like, but wait, if we order more, will people actually buy no. them? So it's, it's, hard, it's hard to know. But we know now that that's not true with everyone's pants. No, because also those pants in particular look ridiculous on me because they're called the wide and short <laughs> pant for a reason. And Elise is tall. And I'm very <laughs> tall, so I just look like I've got little sticky peg legs sticking out of the bottom of these kind of palazzo-y crop pants. But on a more petite person or just an average height person, they look awesome. And also it's kind of interesting to think how much of it has something to do with COVID and people being at home or sitting. Well, I guess people probably always sat, but it's like, <laughs> like how much do people then prefer elastic gated waists? Because we have a very hard time at this point selling pants that have a fixed waistband. And if it has elastic, people will buy it and they will like it and they will want it in multiple colors. But if it's a fixed band, it's much harder to convince people they want them. And I don't know why, because they look quite chic but maybe they're also tend to be worried about the fit. But due to the small quantities we order, it's really hard for us to take the time to measure all of mm-hmm. the fixed band waist. I mean, we're always happy to give it to you if you email us. I just don't think that we have the time. Yeah, if we only have time. three pairs if of we pants. Only, like, sometimes we only get three pairs of pants. If you email us, we'll, we'll send it to you. Oh, 100%. But, yeah, if no one's asking, we probably won't be measuring it. But if we ever get to a point where we're ordering more quantities of things i think it's something we definitely but by the do. same token there's less time there's even less time. yeah <laughs> everything it's is a growing double-edged time sword. Is, time is shrinking yeah and i guess like with all that said we've stopped trying to do imp- 
impulse buying as yes. much. And not that I don't even know if impulse buying is the right word, but buying where buying purely from the heart, buying from <laughs> the heart and not from the analytical part of your brain where you're like, will this actually sell? It's kind of the thing about the stripes. Yeah, it, it's actually a good metaphor. We are very passionate about stripes, mm. but we have to tone We're down our stripes. stripes. Yes. Our stripes will not do as well as we want them to do. So we can buy a little bit of stripes, but not too much stripes. And you have to be critical. Yeah. You be like, and also I think something else we've been trying to do is would we, would we, as in us, us two, would we actually wear these pieces, pieces ourselves? And if the answer is no, it kind of has to be like, well, is there a reason then that we should have it if we're not, if we would not wear it? Which, I mean, you can come up with reasons. You can be like, yes, historically speaking, our customers love a Breton shirt. Breton? Breton? Breton. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Sure. And so then it's, and maybe, I mean, Julie, again, Julie and I wear stripes, but maybe that's not the exact shirt we'd wear, but historically our customers love it. So therefore it is a good purchase. But also by the same token, I think it's strange too, because we find the things that we end up wanting from the shop ourselves are the things that tend to be everyone else's favorites. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of sat and thought about that. And mm-hmm. then, so now if we kind of take that and apply that to our ordering and be like, do I actually want to order that myself? Like, would I yeah. buy that? If someone handed it to you, would you wear it? And the answer is yes. And then if it's a no, we move along. Move along. Yeah. Or think about it and look at past uh, sale records, sale, well, I don't know, sale data and see... Because I think I spent a lot of time before I really started doing this kind of being like, yeah, that's really cool. We should have it. And I still do that. But I think about it a bit first, I Mm -hmm. guess. Well, also because now we're ordering more than before. And so I I think we probably would have talked about this, about my, my massive PowerPoints. I think we talked about it. I've been making, since everything is ordering online, I have just been making these big... Power, it's just PowerPoint because that's just an easy way of organizing images of everything that we're ordering. So now we can have a quick snapshot of what we're ordering. Because for the spring, we realized that we were ordering a lot of camp shirts, like a little Henley short sleeve button, three quarter button down shirt. And and all of a sudden, Julia decided it was time to do like polo inspired shirts also. Sailor shirts. I love a yeah. good sailor shirt. I don't know why. Is it Alexa Chung in the APC dress still? I don't know. Probably. <laughs> so it's a good way of getting a snapshot on if we're buying too many of the same thing over and over and over again, which it kind of, we're going to have a lot of camp shirts and sailor shirts and polo-like shirts. But so shirts have been selling really well. Not yeah. like those shirts, but like separate. So. Yeah. But it's also interesting because then you can also see how the trend is coming up with all these different designers because... Before we would visually look at it, we'd just be like, yeah, 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 we're just buying these. Or um, like uh, work jacket type things, we also were ordering a lot of. But then we realized that we actually don't sell jackets or coats very well in the spring or summer, which I guess makes sense if you think about it because you're not really wearing as much. I think we're trying really hard to to kind of essentially like sleep on things and be like, oh, I really, really love that. But then you got to kind of wait and think and be like, okay, wait, am I just saying I love it because I... Love it, but it's is it infatuation or is it love? Well, it, but on the flip side, though, I remember when 
you found Letty Briggs's scarves. Oh, yeah. It was it was love. I freaked out. And then we and then I freaked out and then we were texting each other freaking out. And so then we're like, yes. And I don't know yeah. how much sleeping on that happened because no. I've always loved Delft tiles. Yeah. And now I have a dog, so it was the best combination of all worlds to have Delft dog tile, tile. scarves. Yeah. One of the one of the patterns is a little watercolor of these little tiles that have dogs doing things like dogs playing fetch, dogs sitting. And it's just very, very cute. So it's it's still the, the, the impulse true. love still happens, but it, it, it's less often and usually more analytical when it does happen. And I think ordering remotely still makes it easier to be more particular. Because yeah. when you're talking to people, like when, when you meet people in person, you realize you're being sold the, the atmosphere story. of yeah. the company also. And that can be very infatuating in person. Mm-hmm. And you get swept up in everything. And of course, if you ask me tomorrow, like, would you go do this again? Would it were it not for COVID? I'd say, oh, a hundred percent, yes, because we yeah. really miss that. But it's also like we've become better buyers remotely. It's kind of weird. Yeah, I think it's going to be kind of combining the two forms of shopping, and yeah, not being swept up by the whole story. Because there's this uh, one brand that we were looking at that Julia was really into, and I wasn't really into, and I was like, it's kind of just too expensive. But then we watched this beautiful video about the company, and I was like, holy heck. I'm kind of buying the story now. And she's still talking about it a week later. (laughs) I didn't bring it up right now. It's just this beautiful, and it's it's interesting because then it's, is that a good marketing tool? Like, should we invest in that kind of thing? And so it's just interesting to think about how you create this world that people buy into or don't buy into, and then how for remote buying for us, it the world kind of in a way falls apart, and then you're just left with what it is. And some people are better at creating this little environment in the digital digital buying space and others. Yeah, it's just an interesting thing about is like, are I because I do think, and also it's hard to tell because are we better buyers or are we better buyers because we have more time? Like we've been doing it longer, and we have a better understanding, and our customer base is kind of evened out into what our general customer base is. Because I think there was probably it feels like there's maybe a bit more flux before, but now I feel like we have a better understanding of who our customers are. I do too. I also think we have transitioned a little in what our aesthetic is. Mm-hmm. We've ch- we've changed a little bit and I, I, I think that's really good actually. Mm-hmm. I feel more concise now. Yeah. Like it's and something that we've been trying to do is when we style for photo shoots, not just styling amongst what the new stuff is, but pulling older pieces to style with the new pieces. And I think it's pretty easy now because I think everything fits in the same storyline regardless of who the designer is or when it came in and so it's just I think we're creating this world now that our stuff makes sense in the context of and so I hope it's coming across to people maybe we have to make a really beautiful video to (laughs) to convince the naysayers like me about it just because visual storytelling is so powerful and we kind of already do that with the photos and so it's like does does is it worth taking it to another level i guess it's kind of maybe about what the podcast is about is telling the story and conveying it but yeah last weekend well actually the past week i've really hurt my knee which i won't go into so i haven't been able to walk really at all up until a couple days ago it's been really awful anyway (laughs) i spent a lot of time fixating on one lookbook by one designer that was really beautiful we don't carry them yet but we're going to and i kept being like why is this so compelling compelling and it's like Mm -hmm. 
you can kind of break it down almost to figure out why something is so compelling. Like, is it the shoe pairing? It is the little bit of sock sticking mm-hmm. out in something. Like, the yeah. styling is so important to telling the whole story. And I think when you start to be more concise about all of the above we've talked about, you can really... Yeah, you get it. I don't know. There's just a lot to think about. And we just have so much time to think because no one can do anything really. We just sit out we, we just sit here and think out loud all day. Basically. So in other words, talking. Other. Yeah. I feel like I spend a lot of time thinking at you out loud. <laughs> she does. And sometimes the thoughts don't complete and we jump to the next thought. And yeah. I know because sometimes your brain works faster than your mouth does. So yeah, I don't know if you're listening to this and there's something you're like, oh, I want this or this is what I'm looking for more when I'm shopping. You can let us know. Yeah. We're always open to feedback and carrying other things. As Elise said, we are (gasps) going to have a couple jewelry designers, which is something people have on and off asked for more in Mm -hmm. person. Like, oh, do you have any jewelry? It's it's an investment to have jewelry. So it's something we've been planning and thinking Mm -hmm. about. So we'll see what happens. If you have any topic ideas that you'd like us to address, I don't know how consistently we'll be podcasting. There's no promises here. Or substacking or YouTubing. And um, yeah, maybe we'll come up with other ideas. We'll see where this goes. I still really like the idea of the podcast, but again, mm-hmm. it really depends on how busy we are in a given week. Yeah. I mean, like we've been busy this week, but we have this quiet moment right now and talking felt right. Yeah, just trying to find quiet moments and you know, and try and see how this fits in with the business and the overall plan in the future. Yeah, we definitely, we have, we have plans afoot. We're just like, I don't know. Where do you start? Where do you start? Everything's so confusing now. How does anyone plan anything? Thank you for listening. Thank you. Um, Bye. Bye.